Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Major spoilers theme song! <laughs> Spoilers theme song. Major spoilers theme song. Rodrigo. What's up? I want to know all about Spore. Right. This is the full blown game, right? This yeah. isn't this isn't some demo thing, right? Yeah, I had downloaded the creature creator before. And how many uh creatures with a million penises did you create? Oh no, I just created a single penis monster. <laughs> Actually, I I'm I'm pretty sure that like there are banning options in the game. If you see oh, yeah. some a, a penis monster running around your planet, you can ban whoever created him. Okay, so what's Spore all about? Alright, Spore is a game. It's by the creator of The Sims, and as I understand it, ori- the original working title for it was Sim Everything. Oh, okay. Basically, cool. the the point of the game is you start out as a single cell organism, work your way up to a you know animal, mm-hmm. then your animal gains sentience, and you start a tribe. Then your tribe becomes a civilization. Then your civilization takes over the planet. And then once you've taken over the planet, you fly off into space and take over other planets. Okay, so is this then? Part Sims, part civilization? Basically, here's here's how it goes. Um, you start out the game, and basically you're playing Asteroid, except you don't get to shoot things. Oh, really? You're basically, you got this little guy floating in a tide pool, and you click where you want him to go, and if there's something edible in the way, he eats it. Uh-huh. If there's something... And so if he eats, does he grow then? He, and get, he gets a okay. little bigger. You get DNA points for eating things, oh, okay. essentially. Um. So you click over here, and he swims over there, and he might eat something. And um, once he gets enough DNA points, then you uh, get to evolve him mm-hmm. and maybe add some spikes or something like that. You know, How just... long does it take to get DNA points? Is it like you're going to be sitting there clicking for like two hours to you get can, your you amoeba? Can, you can get through the cell stage pretty quickly. Okay. It just kind of depends. Like if you don't play furiously, if you're just kind of playing around to see... You know, it you can extend it, but it actually that's probably the shortest stage in the game. Okay, and it that's is good, and it is very much kinda, a point and click kind of thing. And is it boring? No, really. Yeah, because you got you got you're trying to eat things. You got things coming at you trying so to. So there's eat other you. things that are trying to eat you. So oh, yeah. bigger cells, mm-hmm. organisms trying to. And then take you down. usually, if you kill another organism, you get their you get to absorb some of their DNA, so you get new parts. Oh. So if you see a guy with a jet, you know, just like a little. Uh, water jet yeah. on his butt. You fly. You like swim up and eat him, and then you get a jet. So your next iteration of the creature, you can take off your flagellum and add a jet. Oh, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so you get enough DNA points, and you start adding things on, like spikes and jets. And mm-hmm. then once you, then what's the next stage? Then is like uh, once you've once you've grown through enough iterations and gotten enough DNA points, then you get a brain. Um, which means, uh, I, basically, you get a brain and you get legs. 
which means you can essentially walk onto land. Ah, so do you go through a fish stage or anything like that? No, not really. Um, In the early demos of the game that I saw, you did go through a fish stage, and I think they've taken that out. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Are they trying to appease the Christian group, do you think? Oh, no. This this entire game is all about evolution. There is, like, just no, absolutely no shame about it. This is all about evolution. I see. 100%. So you get up on land and you're walking around and it's still mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, point and click, or it's, do you start having some attributes like it's a little bit my more creature comp- now knows how to pinch something so he's going to go around pinching things? Exactly. You basically, depending on the parts that you chose on your cell stage, is kind of how you start. If you had spikes, then you get like a charge attack. So if you're far away oh, enough okay. from your opponent, then you can rush up at them and hit them. Oh, okay. If you had kind of a bitey mouth, um, then you get a bite attack. Um, and pretty early on... You start going around chomping on things and get enough and get some DNA points, essentially. At this point, you essentially start getting missions, mm-hmm. um, the simplest of which is go eat this group of creatures and basically make them extinct. <laughs> okay. Um, this At this point, you also kind of get into the social aspect of the game. Excuse me. And, well, then I guess that's the thing is the social aspect of the game is you're supposed to be able to coo- to... Not not an MMORPG, but essentially you're supposed to be able to connect to the interwebs and, and share your species with other, other species, or how does that work? They've, they've been calling Spore like the first, what is it, massively single-player RPG? <laughs> okay. Or a massively single-player game. Okay. Because as soon as you walk onto land, they populate the planet with the creations of other players. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And how does that happen? Um, there's just, you know, they load up. And you're walking around and you see this critter, you know, he's like a little elephant monster with a scorpion tail, you know, or something weird like that. You click on him and it'll say, here's this guy's name. And underneath it'll be his, you know, who created him. Oh, that's cool. That person's handle essentially. Oh, that's cool. Sporopedia. Oh, that's cool. And then so it's like, go over and destroy this guy's stuff. Now, the other guy playing at home, is he like, hey, go and destroy this guy's stuff or not? You do not actually interact with other players. Oh, okay. The game, as I understand it, takes the way that you play that creature mm-hmm. and adds that as an sort of and makes an AI out of it. Oh, cool! So if you play very aggressively with your creature, then mm-hmm. when that creature gets put on other people's computer, your creature is going to be very aggressive. I see. Okay, and so you have more tasks until how does the what's the next stage then? How do you eventually? So you're you're on this planet, and then mm-hmm. you've got all these other player creatures not mm-hmm. necessarily players but player creatures right and there's probably more than just one right i mean oh yeah there's, there's like, like a whole dozens okay and and so then what happens then you start learning how to build fire make fire that you basically take the you basically make a jump mm-hmm. um is there the, a big the, black obelisk that is involved kind of <laughs> really um, <laughs> the uh, the creature stage is by far my favorite because you actually get to modify the creature as you go, uh-huh. much more so than the cell stage. I mean, add extra arms, pinchers, beaks. You know, you, you take your guy from basically a blob with two legs and a mouth yeah. to whatever you want. You know, my uh, the, the main creature that I've been playing is basically this horrid pink scorpion monster. Oh, uh, cool. Um and he's all like Cthulhu looking, except he's bright pink. <laughs> um, and um, eventually, once you get enough DNA points at that stage and complete enough missions, you um, 
your brain grows to the point where you can you become a social creature. Mm-hmm. So you build a small tribe. And yet it actually takes you into another thing that's a lot like the creature creator, yeah. in which you can add like a grass skirt and like a creepy oh, okay. ticky mask, yeah, and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And then so then when you, once you exit that, mm-hmm. you've got hundreds of of your creatures running around. No, you got about you got a handful essentially. Okay. Um, and basically, and then you, you have can to start, build a hut, and then you have you to build, build huts. A- you arm them with like spears and stone axes and stuff like that, or you can give them like maracas and didgeridoos, <laughs> and then they can go over and sing and play for other tribes and make them their friends. Uh-huh. Or you can, or you, you can know, go, obliterate them. Now, do the other tribes come over and try to do the same to you? They, they're the other tribes are usually passive, except as far as um, killing you. Oh, okay. And so, it, so then it's right now. It sounds a lot like civilization, mm-hmm. where you're starting to move from the wood age to the iron age to the bronze age to the you know, modern age or whatever. Is that how it progresses from there? Basically. Where it's more like a civilization thing with quests like go take care of this guy or whoever can acquire this much land. Uh, Sport kind of goes from, again, kind of a point-and-click asteroid kind of deal to a first-person fighter, essentially. Kind of like a first-person shooter, except you usually don't shoot. Yeah. You know, you're uh, in the creature stage, you are very much behind your creature as he runs around eating things. Uh Um. On the tribal stage, you basically get into a real-time strategy game, um, a pretty simple one. And again, the tribal stage is also not very long. Right. You basically have about five missions. Oh, really? And then you move on to the civilization stage, which is a lot more like... um, The Sims or... No, it's a lot more like, uh, you know, uh, what do I want to say, like Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, That kind of thing, where basically there are spice geysers. And you get into this kind of funny thing that happens throughout the rest of the game and you've seen you see these geysers around but apparently it's spice uh-huh. and it's the most coveted thing in the planet because it's delicious yeah so you uh build a civilization and go out and tap these things and soon other city other city states of your creature uh-huh sprout out throughout the planet so you basically have to go out and conquer them or ally with them right and eventually you take over the your entire planet mm-hmm. and once that and happens then are you the only creature on that planet or are there then or do you still there are other there creatures? are animals but you're the only sentient creature on the, okay. on the planet essentially you get rid of all other sentients <laughs> during the tribal wipe stage. out the undesirables and it's funny because you ally with them and then when you get to the civilization <laughs> stage, they're gone. <laughs> so some, a little bit, little bit of genocide yeah. there going on. But hey, you know, it's the way of the universe. So then once you're done with that stage, you're, you celebrate as in your central nation and they build you a little UFO mm-hmm. that you design. You design all the buildings, all oh, the vehicles. Cool. Um, and then, which is actually kind of intense because when you get to the civilization stage you're designing every building yeah there's only really three buildings to design so that's not a big deal um but then you have commercial vehicles Mm -hmm. so you can go buy out other cities essentially trade establish trade routes with them and then and that's you know essentially a car boat and a plane Mm -hmm. military vehicles car boat plane and religious vehicles car boat plane so you have to design nine vehicles Kind of in order to move the game along. Right. Now, um, can you design something wrong where you have designed something that requires the person to press the a pedal, but my creatures, none of them have legs or feet? It, no, it's not that. It, it's not that involved. Basically, you just design the way it looks. Oh, okay. Um, 
And as far as I can tell, there's no wrong way of doing it. You can do things that will look wrong, that will bend the wrong way and mm-hmm. will like twist and, you know, just kind of like pixelate a little bit right. when you do certain things. But other than that, you know, you, you can pretty much say, okay, my car is a sphere that just moves around. Actually, I did that just in the creator for a spaceship. I just made an obelisk. Yeah. With like creepy sigils on it, yeah. And um, as I was flying around in the space stage, like the game wrote that into the game. Oh, cool! And one of the races that I met flies around in that creepy obelisk. Oh, cool! So you're flying. Then what happens when you go up into space? You go up into space and you start to take over the planets that are in your immediate vicinity. Same kind of concept. Go over and destroy twenty-seven of these guys, or. Kind of, except it's much more open because then you start meeting other civilizations, and those. Space empires are the ones that give you missions. Oh, I see. So I see. But are these also this... are these also pulling data from other they are, users? Absolutely. I see. I see. So you you then have the option of saying, okay, do I want to do missions with these guys? Do I want to? Li- do I want them to like me, or do I want to destroy them and take over their planets? And what are you? And, are you an alliance guy, or are you a? I'm going to kick all your butts. I'm going to become Rodrigo, king of the universe. Well, it's it's funny because. This creature that I made was just hostile from the beginning. I started out as a carnivore in the sales stage, just destroyed all the other <laughs> creatures, destroyed all the other tribes, destroyed all the other civilizations in my planet. And then when I got to space, I was like, oh, well, let's do some trading. And I've basically been trading the whole time. Come to realize that as you progress through the stages, you essentially get these little bonuses and powers. Uh-huh. Um and I am completely ill-suited to trade oh, because okay. I have all these hostile powers. Uh-huh. So then one day I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in and attack the city. And I just like obliterated it in one shot. Uh, and I'm like, cool. oh, cool. I guess I should be doing this more since I'm totally built for that. Right, right. And then so how do you win the game? Um, As far as I can tell, and I've only really just started up with the uh, space stage. You kind of don't. You You can get to the end where you basically get to the end of the game and you get... You know, and your you little badge. The entire universe? Do you conquer the entire? Well, you universe conquer or? your entire sector of the universe. But as far as I can tell, you can zoom out and you have the entirety of the galaxy, wow. and I mean every freaking star in the galaxy. So I think you can just keep, keep going. going. Huh. I think the game just keeps generating more and more things for you to do. Wow, that'd be interesting. There is. How long have you? How long have you had the game? I've had it since last Thursday, I think. And you've been playing it a week. Oh, well, not. All the way a week, so like five days you've been playing it, mm-hmm. and you've already gone to the space stage. So oh, yeah. is this a fast game to pick up? Is it worth the money? Oh, I absolutely think it's worth the money. There are three settings you can play it: easy, difficult, or hard, and you you pick that at the very beginning, right? Before you start out with your cell. I I played it through in easy because I wanted to get through it and see what there was to see, right? Um, I probably spend, uh, you know, any time that I don't want to get into it, like go in and start you know, conquering things. I just sit there in the creator and make more stuff <laughs> and just yeah. put it online. And they actually have this little... Uh, like a bestiary or something? or Oh, yeah. It's called the Sporopedia. Okay. Um, of all the creatures you encounter. But they have this little list in there that says, you know, this player encountered your species and made friends with it. This player ate your species. Oh, wow. This player encountered this species and they became friends. This player added, you know, this ship... That you made to his fleet. Ah, cool. You know, kind of stuff. That's kind of neat. So yeah. how many people, does it show you how many people are playing the game? 
at, it doesn't show you at that point, but it just gives you like uh, it, and it it probably lists about ten players that have done something involving oh, okay. your creations. But it doesn't say you know in the Sporopedia there are seven hundred billion creatures. Oh, created. you can you can go online and and find that. Yeah. Oh really? Wow. And there are there are actually probably billions. I remember getting an email or like a little thing on my because you actually get a Spore page. Oh cool. Like a web page, you uh-huh. can sign in once you buy the game. And you can like manage your creatures there. And I think they've the billionth creature was created a couple months ago, before the game. Yeah, before even the came game out. even came out. Wow! And so right now there's this huge catalog of creatures that the game can just populate. And the, but there's got to be duplicate looking creatures, right? They're similar looking creatures. What I've run into a lot is that the game makes it a point to put your own creatures into the game, right? The creatures that you've designed. And when you go through the entire game from cell stage all the way to the end you make many iterations of the same creature so i've gotten into things where i'm playing and i'll find you know my horrible pink scorpions at this stage and then i'll find them at this other stage Uh and i'm like well that's cool but do i really want to deal with you know my pink space scorpions through five different iterations i would much rather have some other players input uh, you if, know, here or there. If you obliterate one of, uh, you know, well, I guess it doesn't work that way, but it'd be kind of cool if you obliterated the species mm-hmm. that is now extinct and it doesn't ever show up anymore in your game. Well, or I mean, in, that, or that, in that the does Sporopedia. Happen. Or in the Sporopedia. Oh, no. It's still in the Sporopedia because it can be populated in some other game. Right, right. But, I mean, that does kind of happen. Although, uh, if, I mean, the the thing is, I think every time you start, like, you turn the game off and when you come back in uh-huh. a lot of the new planets get repopulated completely randomly oh i see so some species that was obliterated in one planet may just randomly show up in another I see. one I see. and you know that's fine because probably writing the algorithm of you know don't reintroduce this species is too much work for something that people aren't even going to care about i would care about it i d- i kind of do too and here's the thing here's one of the things that uh, <laughs> Rodriguez here's here's probably my main problem with, like, one thing that actually kind of jarred me out of the game because I was into it. Yeah. As I was flying around with my horrid pink scorpion monster yeah. in space, I encountered another empire of horrible pink scorpion monsters. That were not like, yours. Right. They just, it, it was, it's exactly the same creature except it's another empire. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess there was that time when I was running around in the creature stage and this UFO stole one of my tribe members. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's the hilarious thing is um, that that's one thing that I do like is that once you as you're getting through these stages, every once in a while, a UFO will fly in and pick something up. Oh, that's cool. And then, of course, when you get to the space stage, a lot of your missions are fly here and pick something up. So, you know, essentially, you're like, oh, that's what was happening. Yeah, Some yeah, crazy yeah. alien was on a mission. Um. But what I didn't like is that the game doesn't have something written in to not make you face your exact same species out in space. Right. Which, I mean, you could explain it away, but it, I, I, I didn't really like it. Yeah, I, I could see like, that. Like, I wanted to be problem. the horrible pink scorpion empire. Yeah, the only one out there. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, does it... I mean, it, do, you, do you ever watch Star Trek? Star Trek Next Generation? Mm-hmm. Do you see that one episode where... Um, it was the Klingons, the Romulans, the humans, and I forget, a couple other the races. The Ferengi? Maybe so. But they, yeah, maybe they all had to come together. It's like a two or three part episode mm-hmm. where they were trying to find these artifacts, and these artifacts kept, Picard kept finding these ancient artifacts, and it said, well, go here. And they'd have to go into all these different empires, and eventually they get to this one planet, 
And they activate a recording, and it's this very generic-looking humanoid. uh, Well, humanoid. And the person's like, well, you know, we spread our seed throughout the galaxy, and that's and that's the that's how they explained why, why all the creatures humanoid. in the yeah all have the humanoid appearance. Right. Could that be the same thing here going on in Spore or not? Sure, I mean, you could explain it that way. The I game mean, you doesn't. could put any story, but the game doesn't sure. do that. Either. I mean, I, I figured, you know, in my own mind, I just figured some alien picked them up and. My, the, these horrible pink scorpions being horribly hostile, they probably killed <laughs> took, all of them took over and the backwards planet. engineered their technology <laughs> to fly out in space. So that but makes were, sense. But were these pink alien scorpion monsters, were they flying a different spaceship? They were. They oh, fly well, that's kind of cool. So that, that works out. And, you know, right. and, I'm, and I'm cool with it. Here's the thing. You know, the, the prime, your, your prime directive right there, there's a way where you can, you, you can buy an obelisk and throw it into a planet, and uh-huh. it'll evolve that planet. Oh, really? The, the creatures in that planet. So I found just, like, these random, like, crocodile-looking guys, and I threw one in, and they became a little space empire, and then they started attacking my allies, so I had to go in and wipe them out. So it's like, oh, I, you know, I created a monster, yeah, and yeah. I have to destroy them. deal with it. Which, you know, I got a badge for destroying an empire, so that's okay. <laughs> and they weren't very big, because they, they were pretty nascent. So that's pretty much it, though. I mean, it's... It's not like there's some huge super end reward game plan. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't finished seen. it. I haven't gotten to, to to even the quote unquote the end. Just because basically throughout all of this, there's this progress bar, uh-huh. and the more things you do and you accomplish, you fill up the progress bar, and then you get to move on to the next stage. I haven't finished the progress bar for the space stage. I wonder what's after space stage. I don't think there is anything, oh, but there's probably some kind of funny ending. Oh, I'm sure. Because all of the transitions, you know, you talked about uh, 2001 Space Odyssey kind of thing. When you go from at the creature stage to the tribal stage, basically your guy comes out and gr- picks up a stick and starts, like, banging it around. And then he, like, throws it oh, in the air funny. and they play something that sounds a lot like also Sprague Zarathustra. And, of course, at the end, it, like... You know, falls back down, bonks him on the head, and you hear that, like, (laughs) stop. And then he, like, picks it up and makes a fire out of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. How much does this game cost? Um, I think it's about 50 bucks. Really? Is there a monthly fee? Uh, no, I don't think there is. Well, then that's good. Pretty share your stuff with the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. No, they have, they, it's just such a great idea because, I mean, granted, you're going to make the penis monsters. Oh, of course. And do you get to um, make uh, the JJ monsters? <laughs> and do I haven't because I don't want to get do they, banned. Do they get onto that kind of stuff? I mean, is there, do these guys all look the same, or is there the female version, the male version? No, or? basically, as far as I can tell, every every creature in sport is, is basically a hermaphrodite. Oh, hermaphrodite. There you go. And so there's none of this. Um, how, how do they procreate? Or, or they you're always appear? playing a female, and the males just look identical. There you go. Because it's always the creature that you're playing that lays the egg. Oh, okay. To, to create the next iteration. All right, cool. Spore. Rodrigo, thanks for that review. Sure. Now let's call that Matthew Peterson guy, wherever he's at. Rodrigo, did you see that there's new modules coming out for the D&D? There's uh, two books coming out, I think, this Forgotten week. Forgotten Realms. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? It's a campaign setting. Um, so this is like those prepackaged campaigns that no, you bought no, a long no. time ago? Different. Um, yeah. A prepackaged campaign is a standalone adventure. Right. Um, here are all the dungeons. Here are all the monsters. You're right. Facing. A I love campaign it. setting is here are here are all the kingdoms. Ah, here's okay. the economics. Here's the gods that everyone's worshiping. Here's the secret cults that are going on. 
here's the here's the the hard work of creating a universe. Now go tell stories in it. Exactly. I see. Exactly. So it's, you know, here's the DC universe. It's it's it. So before jumping... before this new book, couple of books that came out, mm-hmm. everything was just confine yourself to some dungeons and don't exactly. don't travel around too much because we haven't told you about what's outside that. And dungeon. online, you could find you know here's a description of this town and here's a description of this town and they're generic enough that they can fall right into any campaign set. But now with this, now you're having ah, oh, right. we can build in this cult of the lizard are, men that yeah, are running around. You are and, trying. You are trekking across Koromir to go to Baldur's Gate and fight the UNT on their own terms. Is that Okay, seriously, you're geeking way <laughs> too hard for me. I, honestly, that that I am not familiar with the Forgotten Realms. That is just a bunch of terms that I know about it. I probably just said basically said like uh, nose baseball hieroglyphic hopscotch pouch. That's basically. what I heard. Over across up the thing no. Uh are you going to get these? I got the play. I actually already. I went to Hastings oh, today okay. and got the player's guide. Okay. To the Forgotten Realms, oh, the player's handbook to the Forgotten Realms, because yes, we um, do. The um, the great thing that Wizards of the Coast, which are the guys who put out D and D, right, are doing nowadays is that they come out with a setting book, like basically the book for the game master and the book for the players. Mm-hmm. So. I could I can go out and buy a book that has new classes and new feats and new powers, and I don't have to buy the one that has all the setting and enemies and stuff like that, because I'm personally not interested in the Forgotten Realms setting, but I am interested in taking my game that I'm currently right. playing in or running and adding all the Forgotten Realms um, statistical stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, new classes, new abilities for my players, stuff like that. I see. Without necessarily bringing in the Forgotten Realms themselves. Are you going to bring in the Forgotten Realms? I am not. Um, the game that I'm running right now, it's very simple. It's kind of like uh, a bunch of guys that live in the city, and they're essentially, for all intents and purposes, criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically get paid to hit these major organizations. Sometimes they're like major churches. Sometimes they're, you know, magical arcane orders. Yeah. And essentially steal from them or kidnap somebody or stuff like that. And that's how they make money. Essentially, it's it's the standard D&D thing of you go adventure through a dungeon right, and right. thus get loot at the end. Right. Except it's, you know, you go in, you have to fight all these wizards off, get this artifact, run it back. And then your contact's going to give you some money for that. Oh, that's cool. Matthew, have you totally given up on D&D, or do you still D&D? I don't have time to do any role-playing games anymore. Man, I've got three jobs and, you know, a wife and, and two girlfriends and just, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, a, no, I, 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 did, I, I really only have two jobs. But um, <laughs> let me ask you this, Matthew. Fifteen. Correct. Wow. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Correct. That's good. A meteor. <laughs> Correct. Uh, we would have also accepted a meteorite. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> Psychic Bambi. <laughs> so so you don't you don't even play any uh, MM uh, any of the online stuff like Warcraft or anything like that. I play Kingdom of Loathing, which is Is that that's a free version? Yes, it's really awesome. You ought to check it out because you it's it's text based to some degree, but they have icons and the icons are stick figures 
Yeah, I've heard but a lot of good stuff about Kingdom of The Frozen. game has just incredible depth, and you can play it to whatever level you want. You don't have to spend any money on it if you don't want to. If you want to be a power player for $10, you can buy what's called a Mr. Accessory. And the Mr. Accessory <laughs> does two things. The Mr. Accessory one of my you, girlfriends had one of those. Nice. Yeah. It, puts, it gives you, like, plus 10 in every stat, uh. or... You can go into the online uh, mall and sell it and get five million meat. Meat is the currency of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a Mister A, you can become you know financially sound in the game, or you can become powerful, or you can become both. So there's, I mean, there's a level of metagaming to where, you, first of all, you have a real world currency equivalent for anything you buy in the game. Yeah. If one Mr. A costs 10 bucks and Mr. A sells in the mall for 5 million meat, then 1 million meat equals 2 bucks. So anything that you sell in the game, you have a currency equivalent. But That's more than scary that, because then the government can come in and tax you on that. More than that. That's what they want to do. The game is run on – it's a free game, so it's run on donations. Let's say I buy a $10 Mr. A. Right. I, f- I send in my $10. That donation helps to run the game. The developers create new content from the money they get for the Mr. Accessory. And what's this game called? Kingdom of King- Loathing. Kingdom of Loathing. Where, what website? Kingdomofloathing.com? Kingdomofloathing.com. Okay. Amazing. I haven't been into my World of Warcraft in a long time. Which it's is got Worlds of Warcraft overtones. It's got basic Dungeons and Dragons overtones. It's got references to everything. There are there are some mystery science theater references. Ah, cool. Anytime you have thirty seven of anything, it says in a row. <laughs> Kevin Smith joke. I, are I mean, you guys some of these awesome? Are you guys even interested remotely at all in this DC Universe online thing? Mm, the more I, pictures I see, it's more like. Oh my god! I think I'm going to be dropping another ten or fifteen bucks a month for a game oh, I'm not going to be playing. Nice. I'm not because I look at it from a perspective of either I get to play Hal Jordan, which means that anybody can play Hal Jordan, which means that there can be thirty or forty Hal Jordans or a thousand. But you can a- play. You can or, play a Green Lantern. Or I don't get to play Hal Jordan, so the whole game is going to be a huge Mary Sue fest that makes me want to hurl. I don't know if you remember. You remember the mud days? Yep. I played a in a rain. mud. A lot of rain. A mud, a a mud based on wet. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. And when you get in a mud based on Vampire the Masquerade, you run into a bunch of things. Uh, Proto-Goths. And lots of them. And everybody's character description says, you gaze into his eyes and realize the truth of your soul. And it's just very, I'm going to be the most awesomest thing of ever awesomeness. And if you put that in a universe to me with Green Lantern and Superman and the possibility of, you know, God help me, being a Kryptonian or a Kryptonian level character. Daxamite. And yeah, having... Yeah, and having that obnoxious thing that people do in in uh, you know multiplayer role playing games, where they have to be the biggest baddest schmuck in their particular pond. I don't want to play DC Universe Online simply because either I'm Barry Allen and I'm awesome, or I'm not Barry Allen and nobody's awesome. Yeah. So it's a question of I don't see how you can operate in a DC Universe. Let's look at it this way. If we have 3,000 players, a small game, ain't everybody going to be in the Justice League? No, because you could be a villain. 
Right, but I mean, aren't people? Well, probably not everybody's going to be in the Injustice Society either, or whatever it's called. That's hey, that's thing. fine by me because you know what? In World of Warcraft, I've been in a couple of guilds, and because of my lack of playing, I always get bumped out. And I'm fine leveling up to—I think I'm up to fifty now, going and doing my quest by myself. Granted, I don't get to do any dungeons, which I would really like to do some of those instances. Leroy, but I'm still having fun. With my little uh, blood elf going around and, and doing these tasks and getting some meager money and Steven, occasionally interacting with people. With your little what, blood elf. What, he, he. what Matthew was talking about is, is, is a problem that happens to a lot of properties when they get turned into video games or role-playing games or massive multiplayer online RPGs. That, yeah, you are an awesome Jedi. And yeah, oh, thank you. you're uh, flying yeah. around in waving your awesome spaceship. I'm, and I'm yeah, these are not the droids you're space. looking for. But ultimately, you know who's going to win the Battle of Yavin? Those guys over there. Right. Not you. Right. You were not involved in that right. battle. Right. You are not as That's, awesome as those and guys. And there are some big in-game campaigns that I wish I could participate in. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, mean, I, I won't. You know, I, I did everything I could whenever the gates were going to open in Warcraft with these bug creatures coming out. You know, I did everything I could for that. But I didn't. I wasn't there on mm-hmm. the day that it opened, and I did not participate in the huge campaign. How many That's different okay. ripoffs of Batman do you think you're going to run into in a DC Universe well, online role? I play City of Heroes, which is not in any way affiliated with Marvel or DC, which has been an issue. Right. Um, and you see tons of, you know, essentially what what are called clones, you know. There was this guy, I would, just the other day I was playing, and there was this huge green guy wearing purple pants called Strongest There Is. Because if you actually type Hulk in, you get zapped not... by, uh, yeah. by the developer or by the game masters, essentially. But, you know, you see it a lot. You see tons of people. In, and to a certain degree, especially in a game like City of Heroes, where it's not officially the DC universe, it's cool to come in and see a guy who's, like, called, like, who's, you know, all bronze but has a, some uh, gold hair and, you know, a cool sunglasses. And he's called himself, like, Buster Bronze or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, he's he's it's a takeoff. It's not a ripoff. Yeah. He's just kind of maybe paying a little bit of an homage to that character. Maybe just thought the character was cool, and that's cool. But if you get into the DC universe, and you can actually meet Booster Gold. Yep. Then the character just feels cheap. I, right? I think I'm going to create a character that's going to be probably super speed mm-hmm. and a power and, ring. And you can call him the Wizard. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'll call him the Streak. Yeah. The yellow streak, that's awesome. Yes, the yellow <laughs> streak. <laughs> here's, a, here's another thing, and this is me being an elitist. I don't want to see C- whatever... Cheerio! Six- I don't want to see your sick stuff. I'm an elitist. I, I don't want to see what the average 16-year-old jackass wants to do to be a superhero. I don't want to see know, the don't adventures... don't we have that TV series already? We do. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see the adventures of Dick Man. You know? <laughs> I don't want to see the adventures of somebody whose superpower is his colon. I don't want... <laughs> Captain Blasto. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know these things. I don't need to know what the average person thinks when they think of a superhero. I don't need to see somebody whose power is urinating at super speed called the Wizard. The you know, Wizard. Well, he- here's the thing, though. You, to a large degree, you won't see those powers because yeah, they will. can only pick the powers that the game gives them. associated with those classes, yeah. If, the, that's the if thing. it's anything like City of Heroes, the names will be tidy pullis. They will not be able to type in penis. They will not right. be able to type in vagina. They will probably not be able to type in even dick. Um, in a, I'm going to be Richard Whiskey. 
and you can probably get away with that. But at that point, it's far away enough where it's like, eh, I see what that guy's going for. Yeah. I made a character who is essentially in City of Heroes. You can uh, have this thing called a mastermind, mm-hmm. which is essentially Ooh. your power is you can summon a bunch of critters yeah. and then have those critters attack people. Uh-huh. Um, so I made this guy who can summon, who can essentially call up a bunch of mercenaries and I call them like the bug commandos. So I gave like all the guys like different bug names. It would not let me call a guy Roach. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess because I guess a roach For a is drug a drug reference. Yeah, or? it's a joint, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, "Huh, that's." I mean, the, clearly they're policing it, possibly more than they need to. Right. But those those things are going to be in place by I, the time I, it goes live, assuming it ever goes live. I do want to go out and buy this day one, but I also know that day one is going to be full of terrible stuffs. Oh, the servers are going to crash. Well, I and there's going to be just do. so many bugs. Yeah. I, I you know it took me what two years for to get onto World of Warcraft or no, it was a year before I got on World of Warcraft because I just was like, first of all, it looked lame. I didn't want to be put into that group of gamer people, Mm. but then I kept tearing everybody having fun. So then I checked it out. Well, by that time, most of the bugs, most of the problems have already been fixed. So I am not an early adopter of any sort. I got into city of heroes about three years after it had been out. Oh yeah. See, that's when I just couldn't get into because it was like, yeah, it's just a World of Warcraft ripoff. But now this World of Warcraft ripoff. Yeah, this is going to be great. Looks pretty good. Mm. I still don't want to. I mean, it, I don't mind City of Heroes. I would not mind if I were to go in and create one of my guys. If I was going to be like, say, a Dewey Decibel. Oh, there you go. If I was there, go there are screen powers. There are yeah, screen I, powers. Dewey and I want to go in, or I, I, you know, I could be a guy with telekinetic powers, or, or better yet, powers over other people's body. I'll call myself Julius Seizure. But if I'm going to do that, some great names, dude. Hey, man, I got hundreds of them, but I don't want to do it in the DC universe. You know why? Why? Because you're afraid Hal Jordan's going to come kick your ass. No, at some point, you're going to have to measure up to the fact that Dewey Decibel is awesome. Dewey Decibel is not the Kryptonian. But he is a a good rogues gallery for for the Flash. But, But... presumably somewhere along the line the kryptonian is going to show up and i you oh, know i look at it from the perspective of if i'm going to do my very best hero the best hero that i can come up with it's probably not going to hold a candle to tom welling so yeah, i bet you nobody can call their character tom welling probably but here's not. here's the thing look at it this way let's say i wanted to do my very best hero I wonder if Tom Welling would have the best a hero I could come up with. I could be the best hero on the DC Morpaga. <laughs> and on the Morpaga, I am the coolest hero of all. But you know what? I'm still not going to be as cool as even Bouncing Boy because I am the Morpaga guy, exactly. and I will never appear in the You're, comics. You, it's oh, it's like the Star Wars guys, out, you know the. It's like, oh man, these all these expanded universe guys are awesome, but you know what? They're not as good as Captain Banaka because he's in the movies. Check right. this out, though. They got Jeff Captain Johns working on the game now to help develop oh. some of the storylines, and some of the storylines oh. are going to play out in the game, and then they're going to carry over into the comic. That's not true. Yes, yeah. they it's say it's true, but it's not. true. It's going to happen because you know you know what else was doing that? The Matrix Online. They said whatever happens on the Matrix Online is going to be canon for the Matrix, and that game folded. I think, and uh, maybe it's still kicking around. Yeah, but, but could you see, you know, one of your one of your instances being the Sinestro Corps war, and if you're part of the that Green Lantern Corps, the Sinestro Corps, you could actually battle out the Sinestro Corps event. But, 
But you're still Green Lantern. Or if the events of... Or from Planet it, Omicron 12, you know? Or if the events Omicron of... Omicron uh, Persei 12. Exactly. But what if the events of Darkest Night play out in the game? Wouldn't that enhance your reading? If you're reading yeah. The Darkest Night sure. in the pages, except, and then you're the same event, and you are you are now in the story. Except, you know, it's like, oh, awesome, and here's where I punched out Sinestro. No, wait, here's where Hal Jordan punches <laughs> out Sinestro. Exactly. No matter what we do, we're not going to be Hal Jordan. We're not going to be Barry Allen. Quite frankly, we're not even going to be Ralph Dibney. And that's I got a stretchy thing. Doing it. Yeah. Uh, heard about is it your, your blood elf? It's my blood elf. She's hot. <laughs> you keep your stretching blood elf to yourself. See, and, and this is the this is another thing. Okay. When I play Guitar Hero, I choose Casey, the hot chick in the flaming uh, leather with the bustier and the well, yeah, ponytail if you're play, legs. If I'm going to look at this this character, this analog, I want it to be pleasant to the eye. Exactly. That's why so there's, many guys play the female roles in the Warcraft. There's going to be a bunch of half-naked women running around. Or there's going to be a bunch of people who look, you know, remarkably like other heroes. I'll bet you five bucks that I, if you log on to that game, you will not be able to swing a dead cat without seeing somebody who looks just like Batman with a different colored costume. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure. Or like different See, ears or whatever. The whole the 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 Dungeons and Dragons go the by brigand the dark thing, that the even Pirates Online. If you're going to be a brigand, if you're going to be a guy who goes in and does what he wants, or if you're going to be a, a character who's essentially an, an adventurer who goes off and adventures things, mm-hmm. is one thing. But if you're trying to be a superhero, there are I won't say absolutes, but there are some pretty heavy shadows that you're going to live under and it's always going to be the question of it's like everybody says when you have a tv show uh well he's not as cool as superman or my daughter kept telling me she was mad at me because i was trying to explain to her that batman can't fly she's like batman can fly batman can fly damn straight he can fly he has a cape Batman has to fly because he has a cape that is a common misconception my grandma used to tell me that she's like no he has a cape yeah, he has a cape. He can fly. My my like, own no, daughter grandma, is shut up. Four. She's four, and she's figured out the underlying rule of this is you're not going to be as cool as Batman. Yeah. That's the thing about the DC universe, Mama Morpaga. When you're playing City of Heroes and you're ripping off Batman, yes, you're ripping off Batman, but you're doing it in kind of a, a harmless masturbatory way. Sure. When you're ripping off Batman in the DC universe. You just masturbate. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Why, you're why, just isn't, why isn't Batman coming in and kicking your ass first off? He might. Exactly. And uh, you know what we were saying about Spore, about everybody, every third person having a penis creature or an animated curse word. There are going to be schmendricks who try and do something obnoxious. And quite frankly, the Mamorpag has an inherent problem in that there is no... To me, at least in my experience, there is no regulator on jackassery. And I, I, there, I've there discovered kind of at is, the age. Of, I'm sorry, go ahead. There kind of is, though, because the, the thing about an MMORPG is that you end up with a community, and sometimes the community is full of jackasses. And you just well, have to fly off to a different server to find one that isn't. Jackass Squad. Yes, Jackass, Jackass Squad. Do not click on that server. Jackass Squad <laughs> is actually a very good, you know, the, the developers <laughs> got it head on. Um, but, um, 
You know, why it, are you singing the Johnny Quest theme? It just sounds like it's the the Jackass Squad. Well, that just sounds Grace like the theme Bannon song. was pretty much a Jackass. Right, you think about it. It was uh, him and Bandit. <laughs> Screw you, Bandit. <laughs> sim Sim Salabim you to a tree. <laughs> At the age of thirty-seven, my tolerance for jackassery, douchebaggery, and general f utitude is extremely low and i feel like I when i get on that, these yeah. even kingdom of loathing which i love and has specific places where you can go off and 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 actually have a discussion with another grown-up mm-hmm. there's always some 14 year old who comes in and he's like hey who wants to show some tits yeah it's aren't yeah. they stick figures <laughs> yeah Douche, douchebaggery, by the way, is my word for the week. Nice. I'm going to use douchebaggery. I used it this afternoon in conversation with this uh, young lady. Uh, but neither here nor there. Ah, uh, what was I saying? Ooh, Rosario Dawson. Say goodnight, Matthew. Uh, goodnight, Matthew. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the man.